let's let us hear. Let me hit record down here too. I always have the backup. Uh, all right, on uh, three, two, one. Uh, we are speaking with a legendary vocalist, a Graham Bonnet, a Graham, as we say in Montreal. A bonjour, comment allez-vous? How are you? Uh, bonjour, I'm I'm okay. I'm not yes. too bad. Um, I've uh, had I had back surgery late last year, which was really awful. I had to sit on a stool on stage when we were, when we were out playing, but. Uh, who knows when we're going to play again? So I had that done, and my back is great. But when I went to have X-rays the other day, last week in fact, I found out that two of my, both my shoulders, I have um, arthritis in both of them, and will need a, a, a replacement. So this now is bugging me, but my back is perfect. It, I mean, it's not bugging me that much, but it's like it's called getting old. It's Isn't getting it? Old. I know. I, I wake up every morning and something new hurts, and I go, I don't even have a name for that. It's hurting yeah. somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, um, I, I, you know, I remember years ago sort of laughing at people that kind of, you know, hobbling along. But now you find out, well, I'm not hobbling along, right? You find out, yes, you grow old too, and that body is going to wear out. You're not always going to be young. No. And uh, so you can see by the hair now, I've stopped dyeing it uh, and uh, admitted I'm old. Uh, but I'm not. I'm not old. You know what I mean. I'm older than a lot of people because they haven't gone to the uh, the hairdressers or whatever. There's suddenly loads of grey people walking the streets. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, you're grey too. You know. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, and, and and listen. In terms of sitting on the stage on a stool, I saw Phil Collins last year or two years ago, whatever. He was sitting. Yeah. It was one of the greatest shows I've ever seen. So you know, oh. listen. You show it. Oh, it was fantastic. So you show up and yeah. you play the music. In fact. Let me quickly talk to you about the album that you put out earlier this year, Born Innocent. Obviously, part of the of the program and part of, of promoting it was to get out on the road, and that got shut down quickly. Yeah. Um, how much did that impact the band, the the tour? I mean, obviously, it killed the touring schedule, but how much did that sort of just take the air out of the balloon of sort of this, the, the call it a reunion if you want, but of the band? Yeah, well, I mean, it went all together. Everybody went home because we're all locked in. And um, our band, our manager resigned. So I thought the band wasn't going to do anything anyway. I thought this was going to be the last album. So he resigned, and I thought, well, okay. I asked the guys if they wanted to carry on without him. You know, he'd had enough of this uh, business, and uh, you know, some of the guys in the band. Maybe, maybe me, I'm not sure, but you know, it wasn't going well, let's say that. And um, he disappeared and just left the whole, you know, me going, well, what's going to happen now? So I asked the guys if they wanted to do it, carry on without him. And I said, oh, no, we can't do it without him. Because um, a couple of the guys in the band are very tight with him, and uh, I, I, he's out of favor with me all the way. He, he did things that I didn't like, and um, it's better that we did part. But... There's going to be what's happening now is I'm putting another Alcatraz together with different players who are very well. And I can't say anything right now, but they're really a few well-known players. And this will be a, sort of a competition between. I think they're going to go out as Alcatraz. They've uh, got a singer now who's going to be doing right. what I do, and they're yes. going out as Alcatraz. And I can't do anything about that. And, you know, my mom and dad could have gone out about as Aquatrez years ago, but anybody can do it. You know, the name is not my name. It's can be used by any band. So they're going to go out and basically it'll be me not singing with them. And so what's happening now is uh, we're putting a new 
uh, band together, which will um, be the new Alcatraz album, but not with those guys. Not with those guys. Well, I'll ask you about that, because you've had the name over the years. You've had Howie Simon. You've had uh, Bobby Rock and Glenn Sobel. You mean, you've had other lineups with, with the name. Yeah. It, yeah, it it would suggest to me that that you're you have the proper ownership of the name. Um, yeah. And now, of course, there's two great whites, and there's two L.A. guns, and there was two rats, and it, it seems to be you know there was two sweets. It seems to be the the, the way that that things go in rock music. So. Yeah, I mean, it's like yeah, it's like twelve bands, different versions. But it's like um, I think three Beach Boys or something. You know. Yeah. Who are my heroes, you know? So it, I always want, I always want to go to a concert where the Beach Boys are playing, and Brian Wilson is there, but he never is. So I had to go and see his concert, um, Smile, which was incredible, oh, amazing. But um, yeah, I mean, everybody's doing it because we've got to make money somehow, and it's not with one freaking band anymore. You know? No, and and listen, as a fan, I have seen a lot of the double versions, and it, it to me, it's like, well, now I get one band coming to Montreal twice. I get yeah. two evenings of, of great rock, but uh, jokes aside and stuff, where does that put you in terms of recording? Because you do do the Graham Bonnet band as well. Yeah. Uh, how do you differentiate what songs go in what pile and how you present yourself? And ultimately, a brand name has value. And to go out as Alcatraz has value. Yeah, well, uh, the Graham Bonnet band is, is what I'm doing right now. Right. That's what I'm writing songs right now as we speak. As you can see, I'm writing something on my leg right now. It's um, not literally, as before I got on the, get out of here. <laughs> She's sneaking it. She's sneaking. She's I know. Sneaking. I'm not talking about you. I'm not, I'm not messing up, am I? No. Yeah, but we are doing that right now with uh, Conrad Passanato, uh, <laughs> who is here too. Conrad Passanato, who is our old guitar player, not old, a young guitar player from uh, a couple of years ago. And uh, also with Bethany on bass. And what's what's going to happen, we have different players on this album. Got some guest players, which I can't really talk about right now, but they are on this album. They've done their parts already. But it's, it's quite exciting to have people on on this album, the Graham Bonnet Band album, that are people I respect. You know, yes. And they're great. absolutely great. So this is what we're doing right now is, is that, the Graham Bonnet album and... Uh, as I said, I think we've got um, maybe 10 songs ready to go. So now today, what I was doing before, you interrupted me. <laughs> I so incredibly so incredibly rude to, 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 to break in. You know, listen, I, I, I will say this about, about two of your former bandmates. They were in a band called New England, Gary Shea and another. And Kiss with New England is the first concert I ever saw in 1979. So technically, those were the two first guys I ever saw on a stage. So I, so I have a special place in my heart for them. And, and you know, um, but, but let me just quickly move on here because I, I don't want to make this interview all about negative stuff. There's, there's more to life than just that. Uh, earlier today, I had a chance to interview Michael Schenker and he was doing well. He's promoting his new album, Immortal. And I yeah. saw you on the Shanker Fest in Montreal, and I have to say that that was just an absolute glorious evening. I didn't know what to expect, and you came out, and then Robin came out, and Doogie came out, and holy fuck, it was great. <laughs> There's no other way to say it. 
Uh, what yeah. was that experience like for you to come back and to sing the assault attack songs and just be part of that and and hear lights out and hear doctor doctor and hear yeah what was that like for you well, it was uh it was actually nice to actually reunite with michael because i parted on very bad terms i uh did something very terrible when i was on tour with him yes. the, in, the infamous story yes yeah but i mean i can't repeat that a million it's an old story and you know, we're we're not repeating it. We're looking at the future and what you did. Yeah. That's positive. Oh, yeah. Well, what he uh, what it was like was go on stage with him and sing those songs and look across the stage and see him smiling and go, yeah. You know, you actually did it instead of going on stage doing one song and going on, you know, walking off. You know, and that's what happened years ago. Uh, so to work with Michael again actually was a bit of a surprise. I didn't think he wanted to work with me, with me at all. But um, you know, he likes to write, write songs and that's great. But so now that, uh, you know, that sort of Robin and uh, Doogie and uh, Gary and me thing is all over, he's starting something else. I don't know what he's going to do next. As I said earlier, it's kind of like making an album a week. I don't know how he does it. You know, I'm glad he's got good people around him. That's all I can say. Because uh, Michael is a great guitar player, a great songwriter. I, I love the way he plays and the way he puts uh, you know, an arrangement uh, together. But... Yes, it was fantastic to go on stage with him and sort of redeem myself after a, a lousy time I had on stage with him in Sheffield, England. It was uh, a night to remember. Not Titanic, but almost. <laughs> We're almost. But, and, 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 and Assault Attack is one of the greatest albums that came out of the 80s. Um, just real quick on, on the Schenker Fest thing. Uh, they put out an album called Out Revelation. Great sounding album. You got to sing a couple of songs on there. Yeah. Michael went on record as saying you weren't thrilled with the artwork. Is that true? No. And and if so, what was offensive about the artwork to you? Well, I didn't like it. it was like Michael on the cross, so to speak. You know, I mean, that's he's doing the thing with the guitar and everything, and and all these people going up and going uh, in awe of him. And I said, I said to him, I said, Michael, I'm not in awe of you. You are not Jesus Christ. And, um, you know, I, that is not, I don't want to be represented as some guy who is standing back in awe and actually so glad to be with you and worship you. You know, I had to say that. And I said, when the albums come in, when people want their album signed, I'm not going to do it. You can just pass it on. Because I just think it's, I'm not religious, but I think that was a bit sacrilegious. You know, it might offend some people. And Michael has suddenly, you know, what is the deal with his new album covers? They're all kind of a bit uh, strange to me. They're very sort of, um, uh, look at me, I'm, I'm a god or whatever. And I don't mean to insult him, but I, I don't quite understand the album covers. I saw the recent one. It's Again, it's something like, you know, here I am, <laughs> worship me. And we're, we're just musicians. We're not magicians, we're musicians, you know. And Michael's um, something, I don't know who's... Uh, prompting him to sort of say, yeah, but your artwork should be this. But I think he probably does it himself. I'm not sure. Has an idea and then puts it together. Put it together. Like the first one I did with the, like the, you know, the table, the Last Supper deal. You know, I thought that was a bit naff as well. You know, I thought, no. Yeah, you know, uh, Resurrection, the, the album cover didn't bother me. Immortal didn't bother me. Revel yeah. Revelation... I don't want to say it bothered me, but I, but I did turn the booklet and the CD inside, you know, up backwards, so I don't have to see it when I listen to the album. Yeah. And, I, and and yeah, I don't know. I don't know why why I didn't react to that one, but it it did seem like the whole crucifixion thing seemed a little yeah. bit 
over the top for a rock and roll band. But the music was great on it. Oh, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. But I just just didn't like the album cover. I mean, I went with the first one with the Last Supper deal because I thought, oh, well, you know, it's been a while since I've seen Michael. I better go along with this. But then when I saw this, you know, when we got back together and were sort of friends again, you know, um, I I thought, well, I, I can say my piece. Everybody else can sign the albums. And I was the only one that said something about it, you know, because that's what I'm like. Pain in the fucking ass. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, let me talk quickly about making new music because you, you of course, do the Graham Bonnet band. You did this uh, Born Innocent album. You yeah. could, of course, as Graham Bonnet, sit back and say, hey, I'm going to go do an assault attack tour top to bottom. You, you could market yourself differently, and yet you're insistent on making new music and you make great new music, Born Innocent being proof. What compels you to go out there and say, no, I'm not going to fucking sing Assault Attack for the next... 12 years like i'm gonna do something new well yeah you have to you know if you're a so-called artist or musician or whatever because it gets stale after a while you go how many times can i sing you know assault attack for instance that being one song but over the years i've re-recorded songs i've made you know like when i was three and i do do them again with the band i'm in that time and so you know you have to keep on going because i can't just in my head now, it's like, what, what am I going to write for this damn song? I was doing some research today for the new song I'm trying to write now, the lyric. And um, it's about, um, I was reading about the moon being hollow, you know, the hollow moon thing. And then I thought, well, is, is that a good song? Is that a good idea, uh, you know, for, for a song? I I'm not quite sure. So I'm just sort of researching a little bit. I, I uh, say uh, yes, because you could, met- metaphorically, it could be, you know, an empty heart or an empty thing or... The government yeah. is empty, so I think I think metaphorically that's a good that's a good place to go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was just um, looking at it uh, this thing today, and the moon, the craters are all the same depth. So when something hits it, it doesn't go down like most craters do. They get really big, but all the craters on the moon are kind of all uh, in, not in unison. They're all the same depth, and they look the same. So why? Because you remember when Apollo went up there and they, they, they dropped the thing to the moon, the part of the rocket, and it, it rang for one hour, you know, boom, and they said it sounded like a bell. These are the astronauts telling us this. And then that some, they sent up something else again that, that was heavier than that uh, part that they dropped from the rocket. And uh, the thing, the, the bell sound went on for three hours. So everybody's saying, why? And, you know, is the moon actually made of metal? It's a whole thing, you know, like, what the hell is that? It's a great story. And I don't, one day, I think somebody will get into the secret of the moon because, I, you know, you read old texts and it says that before the moon was there, you know, before there was the moon, you know, it's like thousands of years ago or something. So where did it come from and what is it? And we only see one, one side of the moon. It's always facing the Earth. It's what's on the dark. What's on the dark side of the moon? The dark side, yes. (laughs) Uh, Well, I mean, they've taken photographs of the dark side, and apparently, I was watching something with one of the astronauts talking about it, and uh, they said there was something down there that resembled buildings, Uh, or you know, like yeah, buildings, basically. They wrecked, and I remember seeing when the first uh, moon landing was over, and they came back to Earth. I remember the the interview they. Um, you know, they were talking about the moon landing, but those guys looked like 
I better not say too much. They look frightened. They look at the, as though they were, had been scared by something they saw. And so they were very kind of like, you know, they did not much facial expression. So, yeah, it was really an amazing thing. You know, and they're kind of looking around. If you watch that, that you know, I don't want you to watch it right now, but I mean, this is what I think. I I'm on YouTube right now watching it. No, I'm kidding. Um, let, me, let me just quickly also ask you about the musical style because I've seen a lot of bands and a lot of artists as they get older, they start softening their approach to what they do. And when you looked at Born Innocent and some of the other stuff, you're still a rock guy. I mean, you're or even a metal guy for that point. I mean, you're... Talk to me about that and why you still have that in that 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 enthusiasm to to just pound at it and and give you this hard rock metal. Why not go folksy? Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, that's me, you know. I, but I'll tell you something. I, ne- I never listened to metal or hard rock. I always listened to the opposite of what what I do, you know, because I I, I would get influenced by people who you know, Metallica or whomever. And go, oh, that's what they're doing. I better do that too. So I never listen to that because then you get influenced by it and you start writing songs like them. And it's always good to be individual and new, you know. So I, I love all kinds of music. I really do. I mean, I, I've been playing since I was, um, let's see, probably 14 live in front of audiences and playing all these different kinds of music. And so from that music I used to play when I was a kid, I've drawn certain elements like jazz or just great chords or arrangements to put into hard rock. And I surprised, well, uh, wherever he is, <laughs> Conrad, uh, Conrad with some chords. Oh, he got to put a, a diminished in there. And he goes, what? And, you know, I said, I diminished. Now, now every, song we make, every song we make up has got a diminished chord in it or something. No, not necessarily. But... Um, You've got to be very careful with the so-called heavy rock because they can, the songs I think can all sound the damn same. If you're not, you know, you sort of, you know, get all that going on and, you know, the screaming thing, you know, it's sort of been done a bit, done to death. So we try to make something a little bit different and more mature. More mature. And and I'll finish with these two questions because I, I know we're, we have limited time here, but you, you talked about your back and your shoulders and stuff. What what seems to be working perfectly well is your voice. Is there a concern there, or do you have to prepare differently before a show? Do you warm up different? How has age affected your ability to use your instrument? Uh, well, I haven't sung for a year. Well, I have sung a couple of things, but um, I had um, a little uh, throat surgery about, oh, God, maybe four or five years ago because one of my um, vocal cords was really damaged, you know, by from all the, you know, over the years. And the guy put some cortisone in there and it's just, it was all flat, you know. And uh, so he put cortisone into the thing, uh, my doctor, and it plumped up again. <laughs> it sounds rather rude, doesn't it? <laughs> it plumped up again and it's perfect now. And um, I suddenly found that I was singing like I did, you know, you know, when I was 20 or something, and that stayed the same all this time. It was, well, I used to get, you know, a little bit of a, uh, you know, after singing for a while, and that's what was wrong. Uh, it's still scarred, this side, but um, it's kind of a little healthier looking. But yeah, I just, I'm just lucky because a lot of people of my age, I know they, they lose, you know, air. They don't have the air. And luckily I was born with fucking huge lungs. <laughs> yeah, I mean... 
a lot, a lot of vocalists as they get older they they stop singing and they basically talk the song and you're just like oh okay that's interesting yeah. and and i'll yeah. finish on this uh you yeah. are putting together the new alcatraz where are we in terms of new music what comes out first new alcatraz new graham bonnet is it something for 2021 is it something for 2022 yeah, uh, they'll all be next year. I mean, the Alcatraz thing and um, the Graham Bonnet band. As I said, we are doing that as we speak, so we're not finished yet. So it should be out. What we hope by sort of springtime or something, you know, next year. Uh, you never know what's going to happen these days. Everything, the fucking the world is going to fucking shit. <laughs> it is. That's why things are being held up. You know, um, and and this is we're very lucky to have what we're doing right now, to be uh, able to go ahead and hope that we have an audience one day, you know, because uh, well, that's I, what we look at. Yeah. Like. Well, I think the audience is there. We're, we're there, we're waiting, but we're waiting for, we're waiting for the government to say that we can go rock oh, yeah, on with yeah, Graham yeah. and Alcatraz and, and Michael Schenker and everybody else. and Yeah. Uh, um, prayers, right? It's going to happen. Uh, as, yeah. we say, as we say in Montreal, merci beaucoup, an absolute pleasure. Thank you for doing this today. Oh, you're very welcome. Merci, and uh, <laughs> what a gross you say. You speak French. Yeah. Do you speak French? I do, I do speak French. I, ha I have no choice. I live in Montreal. You have to. Yeah, well, I've got, uh, I have a son that lives in Canada. He lives in Toronto. Oh, does he? He's a, yeah, but he doesn't, speak, he doesn't speak French. You don't have yeah. to speak French in Toronto, but you can't get, you can't get through Montreal without a little parlez-y bien. You know, you need, you need oh. to... <laughs> All right, man. Well, well, I hope uh, I hope you make it up to Canada soon. We always gl always glad to have Graham come and rock the world here. And uh, there we go. Merci bien. Thank you. Thanks a lot, man, for the interview. Cheers. Okay.